What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Pod Monster. As always, I'm your host, Philip Good. If you like what you hear, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from, or follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Philip Good. But before we get started, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Downright.com. Downright has hundreds of your favorite talented songwriters ready to create a one-of-a-kind song for any occasion. A couple of examples are a first dance at a wedding, a special anniversary, a birthday jam, or just because you would deserve your own theme song. The possibilities are basically endless. Visit Downright.com and use offer code PODMONSTER to get a few bucks off your first commission. That's D-O-W-N-W-R-I-T-E dot com. We're also sponsored by Passion House Coffee Roasters. Passion House is a lifestyle brand that's continually pushing the limits. They're all about connecting and connecting people through the beautiful little seed we call coffee. They take coffee seriously so you don't have to, because Passion House sources the best coffees from growers who are consciously growing, harvesting, and processing coffees with earth and people in mind. Get yours today at www.passionhousecoffee.com and get 15% off your order with code PODMONSTER or feel good at their Logan Square location right across the street from the Blue Line. That's www.passionhousecoffee.com. On this episode of the podcast, we have local musician Balance. That's balance like share, kind of, one word. That's, that's his name. Awesome dude. We talked about his new style he's come up with, which is a mixture between EDM and hardcore. He also has a new EP that you can find on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever else you get your music by looking up Balance with V's instead of A's, and the EP's called Elements. So for now, give it up for Balance, and welcome to... Well, I was I was gonna ask you like, should I call you Dave or should I call you Balance? Like, is like Oprah or Cher or Dave? I'm not that <laughs> egocentric yet. Or so. Bono. I was actually joking with my roommate yesterday, telling him that I'm gonna start introducing myself as Balance now. That's good. It works. It, you have like a stage name. Yeah. No, I think a lot of people get confused by the spelling, so I just wanted to clear that up. My name isn't Philip Good. I'm what not gonna. I want to tell people what my real name is, but it's because that's a stage name too. Really? When I started doing stand-up comedy. For real? Yeah. I have a is very Polish li- last is it name. A, okay, okay. So when when the MC first had me on stage, he's like, my first show, and he's like, you got to change that. <laughs> no <laughs> one's going to be able to pronounce that. That's great. Well, I'm screwed then. No, you're good. my spelling is fucked. Balance uh, or Dave? Balance. Oh, yeah. yeah you're B-V- a little screwed. B-V-L-V-M-C-E. Yeah. Well, I was, I, my uh, side project's called Sharks with the V. Yeah, and you, there's and you, no names left. And you know and you know how it's like it's that battle between it's a cool look yeah. versus marketing's going to be a bitch. Right. So it's like I didn't uh, see marketing is is going to be a bitch in a way, but in in one way it's good because when you look up my name and you spell it correctly on mm-hmm. Google, yeah. I'm the only thing that comes yeah, up. Yeah, that's true. But that is the if upside. someone hears me on the radio or something like that, they go oh, that was balanced. Yeah. But if they, you know, if they Google balance, they're you gotta say balance with two V's, right? Like it's just, it's just, it's gonna be part of your secondhand nature. Like, yeah, check out my band, balance with a V. I say, yeah, I usually say uh, it's balance with V's instead of A's, but uh, (laughs) I don't know if that sticks with people. Usually, usually just confuses them. So tell me, where are we? Because obviously, there's some background noise. So right now, we're in uh, my studio practice space. Um, It's a shared space. Um, but I do all my vocals here uh, and some of my production here. 
Uh, so we have some neighbors here that play all sorts of different styles of music, and uh, we're over in kind of the Pilsen-ish area. It's coming up. It's coming up. And that this is the fascinating part about you saying that you ha- you do your recording here, your vocals here. Like, if this is what it's like on a normal basis, how are you able to, like, I don't know. You're, I, you must yeah, be a, you're I a have wizard, no idea. Harry. You're a wizard. Yeah, I have no idea. And, and honestly, um, you know, I'm not doing anything uh, crazy with with trying to get background noise out, out, I think I just get lucky and uh, I have a little bit of a, sh- a shield um, on my around my microphone, so I think that helps. And then I actually am very crazy about editing my vocals, mm-hmm. so I do remove all like the silences or lack of silence in this case. Sure. Uh, so in between noise every gates. noise gates, right? Mm-hmm. Noise gates, or actually, I actually do it all by hand. Uh, so I just edit it all. I'm very crazy about editing all my vocals, and um, that's actually a, a big thing that people seem to ask me about: is what do you do to your vocals? How do you get that, you know, like quality? So, yeah. um, especially with World War II in the background over here. Yeah, yeah, and we actually have uh, right across across the way here. We have a group that sounds a lot like like Pantera or Slayer or something. So when they show up, I get uh, about just about nothing done or i just uh, record during their when they take a break that's my time to we were talking knock about out. that outside of that <laughs> any recording studio you get you get like tw- oh, i'm sorry uh, studio space practice space you got like 20 pantera pantera bands yeah and everyone thinks yeah. they're pantera and everyone's terrible or not just pantera but you know uh and, and i'm not trying to hate on anyone but a lot of i do uh, it all the time it's okay yeah <laughs> phil was phil was talking about a lot of bands that that whole walk through practice spaces like this. And there's a lot of bands that are just kind of playing, uh, stuff that you've heard a million times before. So throwing their gym membership away, if you will, yeah. having the membership and never going, but playing bad music. It's yep. Like, you know, I, I just, I've just listened to so much music throughout the day. I'm, I'm, I barely go to shows just cause it's like, it has to be a good show. It has to yeah. be like a banger, but still, well, tell me now, Dave, Dave balance. <laughs> what, uh, what, what made you jump into music? You know, we'll, we'll talk about your transition to your sound now. Yeah. But I'm very curious, like, what made it start? Um, well, I guess if you go way, way back um, to when I was a kid, always loved music, you know, grew up listening to music. My dad was a big music fan. I remember him, you know, playing Queen on the stereo when I was a, a real probably probably like three or four years old and me just like jamming out to it like even at that age um and then as i got older just got more interested and and i think i i think i started with really wanting to play drums um so that's what i started with you actually played drums nice uh i did so um not a huge drummer anymore but i definitely so uh at about uh, maybe 11 12 13 years old I started to do uh, percussion Um, I also did cello for a little bit but the kind of the structured schooling um, music that didn't last very long it only lasted for about two to three years so I did cello I did uh, percussion and band and uh, after that I just I realized that I wanted to do uh, heavier shit did you start with instruments or did you just start like uh so i started uh yeah so I, like i said cello then uh band percussion um 
And then I decided, okay, this isn't for me. This is kind of too structured and not really the stuff that I want to play. So I just kind of branched off and uh, did my own thing. And it's funny because I hated the my I hated my percussion teacher. He was <laughs> he was like, in my opinion, he shouldn't have been teaching uh, you know younger kids because he was just very like he was just kind of a sarcastic asshole. And um, I was kind of a sensitive little bitch, basically. <laughs> and uh, so it just didn't vibe well. So I quit band, but I actually told him that I wanted to be a drummer or, you know, play the drum set. And he offered to sell me his drum set. So he sold me <laughs> for his like drum set. 30 grand. No, that for jerk. actually a good price. And I actually have the drum set over there. It's covered up right now. But it's a vintage 1969 I was, I was, Ludwig kit. I was about to say, like, it's covered up like a vintage car. It's yes. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, it's a dead body. People don't know it's a dead it's body. It's really a dead body. Yeah. So it, I mean, and I ended up, uh, I ended up after that joining, uh, or starting a band with my brother. We did a punk band when I was about 13 years old. What and was I it was called? playing a 1969 vintage Ludwig kit. You know, for years going to all these DIY punk shows mm-hmm. and playing at all these local venues and dragging them out to garages and house shows, and uh, as a drummer in with this nice kit, and I they really didn't appreciate what I had. You know, people were sticking stickers on the side of the damn oh, thing, no. and like it was crazy. Um, at, at Nice, was it a At Nice sticker? No, I don't <laughs> even remember. I took them off. But uh, what was the band called? The band was it started out as uh, a band called Destination Decay. Okay. And then after that, uh, this is horrible, but it was called we it was a judge free n- podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We changed the name uh, to Abortaside. Abortaside. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We're gonna judge you. No. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I knew it was coming. Uh, now, in I don't know if the if, abortionist was when you turned metal, right? right. <laughs> yeah, that's what we changed abortionist. It to. No, and I'm like I'm a very kind of go with the flow person. So um, obviously those weren't my band name ideas, but I was just the drummer, and I was just like, whatever, you know, sure. I just want to play music. So uh, punk band drummer. After that, uh, started getting into uh, I don't know screamo post hardcore type bands like Under Oath and uh, Thursday. Seem to be like the, tr- the trend. Right, and that's not the, not that's the trend, but that was like where the music was. Yeah, then. that's my shit. I mean, and emo shit like Taking Back Sunday and blah blah blah. And you know what? The whole time while I was in that punk band, that's what I was listening to. I was just doing the punk shit for fun. Um, so after that, started going to vocals, started doing electronic music production, um, and started playing keys a little more, all that kind of stuff. Uh, after that. Spent a couple of years doing uh, metalcore stuff as a vocalist. Was that Drifters? Yeah, there was there was Drifters. I was actually in a band before Drifters called um, Tides Will Turn. Tides Will Turn. And another one before that called Adam's Last Dance. I've heard of Adam's Last Dance. Yeah, that was that, a very... That's kind of... What uh, year was that, Adam's Last Dance? That was probably 2009, 2010. We did play a lot of local shows, like so we probably band, played together. I feel like my band played with your band. Yeah, we were like very that. like synth poppy meets emo metalcore kind of Adam's stuff. Adam's Last Dance, man, it's going to bug me. That's yeah, a lot of people, Boiler for room? whatever reason, seem to really love that, that project. Did you guys ever play Boiler Room? I honestly don't remember. I was I was young. Uh, it's it's very possible. Um, Too many drugs. 
No. <laughs> no. No. Dave does me. all the drugs. Let this podcast be known. Dave does yeah, all the drugs. No, only a moderate amount. Moderate. So, um, yeah, I mean, and just uh, metalcore bands. And then uh, about two years ago. Um, what ha- like That's when the tra- transition happened to this new sound that you have? Yeah. Um, I kind of just. Just, uh, I was going through a really rough patch in my life and uh, kind of was getting a little sick of metalcore and stuff. And I mean, with the scene kind of dying out, uh, it kind of dropped off a few years ago with metalcore. So um, I just figured I would take all my influences with, with that scene and uh, merge them into a new kind of demographic uh, with this EDM shit. Um, because <laughs> yeah, with EDM, this EDM shit. shit. That's uh, the genre. Honestly, I, that I love, needs to be it. I, I love EDM because it's it's fucking it's like aggressive and and vibrant and and very intense, like like metal, you know. So um, that's I think that's where it came from. And I had uh, just a like I said a rough patch in in my life, and I just kind of put all that energy. Uh, all that negative energy into that first EP that I did mm-hmm. as Balance. What was the EP called? Was it self-titled? It was self-titled. Oh, yeah. Self-titled. Cool. It had some, you know, I th- I like what you're doing now. A little, I feel like now the, the tracks, the, the EPs, uh, I'm sorry, yeah. this new EP you have elements, right? I feel like the tracks are, for me personally, more favorable. Yeah, this, for sure. <laughs> what was I'd it? hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Phil, duh. That's what I'm trying to be better. I mean, right. I'm not yeah. saying the other ones were bad. I'm just saying that, I don't know, it just it just shows definitely like maybe the first EP was more like experimenting with the yeah. sound. Well, this EP, obviously how music goes and then the next EP. Right, yeah. Is, I think I was I was very, uh, I was still trying to, to find out like what my sound was. Like I had an idea, but I didn't have it refined yet and and i don't think that i fully have it refined but i think that i'm developing it more so definitely gotcha yeah how do you play are you gonna play shows yeah i think i am gonna play shows i'm gonna probably uh, i've heard from a lot of people in my life that they don't really like the whole uh just dj kind of model uh i have an opinion on that it's it's i know the sound is tough Mm-hmm. to play live because most of the music is like, yeah. you know, that. But I always thought it was awesome when uh, there was like a live drummer. I right. always thought it like, I remember seeing, this is back in the day, the Ready set. Yeah, I remember the yeah, band name. When yeah. he, he was all synth. All synth. Like when he first came out, it was all synth. And it was just him, like almost like Owl City just like doing his own right. shit. And but on tour he would bring a drummer, and not only like his music was you know poppy and jumpy and like energy, but he brought some coked out, must have been coked out drummer because this guy <laughs> was wailing with the song, oh, and yeah. it just it just added to the vibe, and it was just you you almost wanted to hear that drum in the tracks because yeah. it it just sounds so much better, but it has to be that way, right? Because now like if you do a show like that, it's going to be so much more. Oof. Yeah, and so I think my plan, as of now, it's funny that you say all that. Is you should play drums and have a um, <laughs> well, you can yeah. Um, well, Aaron Jalopsy does it. That's from, what I'm saying. Uh, under oath. from under oath, and that's like my number one thing. Although he doesn't always pull it off the greatest, it's kind of hard to do both at once. But uh, nonetheless, 
I it's funny that you mentioned that because yeah, I've had a lot of other people mention the whole DJ thing is kind of lame. Like they think it's just hitting space bar and just letting your tracks play. It's a little sure. more than that. I've been doing music for a long ass time, and I'm like, I just tried to start DJing. It's actually kind of hard. Um, but what I'm gonna do probably is I'll probably start out with a little more basic of a DJ set, and then uh, after a couple shows, I'm gonna start incorporating my own vocals. Um, and then I'm going to start, I might even start playing drums myself Okay. on stage at certain points, certain songs. Um, I do play a little bass, probably bring my bass along. Um, and then I think as, as time goes on and as things pick up, I definitely would love to have like a, like a full band or a semi full band kind of thing. Um, yeah. So do you know, uh, Skrillex's first of the year, that song? No, no. Shit. You should look it up later. Basically, okay. it's just it's just uh, a regular Skrillex song, dubstep. Yeah. But like, it, from the first verse, it has it has a like a good drum beat to it. But then in the second verse, it has or second chorus, it has this like that same drum just gets like enhanced for some reason. Yeah. And I always visualize like a live show where where, where Skrillex plays that song on the DJ set. And then during that second chorus, just because of the way it sounds, he like goes over to the actual drum set and plays yeah. that second part because there are more uh, like tom hits and stuff like that yeah. in the second chorus. And like he'll like. And that's it. what I'm thinking is yeah. it's going to be like that. Like I'll probably bust out the drums for certain elements. You can have like solos. Yeah, where you can perform and have solos part. Um, I kind of you know there's a, a few artists that I've seen that that do that. Like uh, Lido is one of them. I saw him at Manby on the beach a few years ago, and he really impressed me because, uh, you know, it was a lot of, of solo people, and they were just doing, you know, DJ-type sets. And then he came out, and he had, like, toms that he used, like drum toms. So he incorporated that. He was playing real piano. He like, was like, doing like, vocals. Like, just bring out just the tom? And like he had, like, a it? few toms, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, like, gotcha. a couple of them that he would play and do, like, some drum fills and stuff. I think maybe even a couple cymbals. I've seen, like, indie bands do that, where they'll come out with, like, just one tom each, and, like, the whole band will bring out the toms, and just, yeah. like, from one part, they're all, like, like bucket drumming. Right, yeah, I've seen that like before, that. too, yeah. I think Odessa does that. That'd be a fantastic thing if all the Chicago bucket drummers came up on one of your Hell sets yeah. and just fucking did the whole thing. Yeah, there. and... Um, yeah, I kind of wanted to be a little more collaborative too. Part of the reason why I went like solo, if you will, is, uh, um, I got a little frustrated. People suck. Yeah, I, I, I did. I got a little frustrated with being in bands for so long and trying to coordinate everything. Um, and, um, people, you know, everyone's got issues, including myself. And, um, when you're in so- something so tight as a band, uh, all that shit comes to the surface or it does at times. Yeah. And um, I just, I was like, you know what? I just need to control my own life and control my music and just have it be a piece of me. And um, so that's what drove me to the solo stuff. But now that I did my first EP it was all like on my own. The second one, I did have uh, quite a bit of help and I wanted it to be a more, of a collaborative effort and to include local artists and to include other people besides just me. I know it's still marketed as a solo EP, you mm-hmm. know, but it was a very you collaborative like fe- you effort. You like features? Yeah, I have uh, three people that are featured as vocalists on um, my buddy Akash. Uh, he goes by Hotly. 
I don't know if you know him. He's been in the local scene for it's, a while. It's f- I feel like now I do because I've done podcasts with Mark. I've done podcasts with Arnley, yeah. who were both in Arla May. Right. I feel like Akash Yeah, was. I think he was in Arla May, and um, he was in Lion Fight. He was in uh, some other bands, that, and he ended up... We'll get hotly on the podcast. Well. That's what's going to happen. We're just going to get hotly on the podcast. You should, yeah. We'll he's a great vocalist, um, mm-hmm. and it's funny because I, I had never met him until... I mean, maybe I met him back in the day, but we ran in all the same circles, but he came here and did a, a feature for me, and that was the first time that it was like, hey, nice to meet you kind of thing. I probably met him when I was 16 or something, but we just don't remember now it. Now there's less drugs, like we said. Yeah, sure. <laughs> You're trying to paint me as a I'm hoping a drug at the end of this here. podcast, everyone's like, well, balance does drugs. He yeah, does whatever. great music. You know so. what? That's fine. Sometimes musicians <laughs> need drugs to do art. No, but, uh, but you were saying earlier about like... The vocal be, features. No, no, being solo in... Uh, we'll jump back to that, but I just don't want to lose the thought I had. Being uh-huh. solo versus being in a band. There's just so many bands that have... Or there's not enough bands that have that perfect fit, and it's tough to find those yeah. where everyone's on the same page. Or like, right. one person has like the girlfriend pulling the Yoko pulling him this way, and like yeah. the other guy's got a job. He's like, I'm worried about my future career. Like, it's tough right. to find people who were that. I don't want to say for lifers, but just it in really that is. moment, like for like you're in it, so you're in it. Yeah. You know, and I feel like. There's always like a few members in a band. They're like, let's make this band, and then they're in it, right? Right. And then, you, and then, and then there's when you start outliers start, that come yeah, in. When you start piecing the band together, it's so tough to find those correct pieces. I've always said the perfect band is one that has not only everyone on the same page, but one is an engineer, one is a photographer, one is like yeah. a major in social media, and like everyone can just do their shit, you know? right? And, and that just, way, you everyone has a responsibility uh, besides just playing their instrument, and everyone you don't have to outsource that shit and pay for it and whatever. So. Exactly, because because at the end of the day, the band, the business too. Oh yeah, uh, but it's that's what I'm saying. It's like you'll have the three or two people who are like, "This is it," for, like you know, we're we're gonna right. give it our all, but everyone else is like, "Yeah, I'm in this band." Right. It's yeah, and that's deal. that's what I was running into and I I was very always very serious about music. Um I mean, well not always, but I was definitely really into it and I was writing a lot of it. Um and I think to some people uh it got frustrating because I I would have all this music written and then they would just kind of come into it. And they would hear it and they would like it and then they would come into it and I had already kind of had a vision in in all these tracks. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Um, you all not not saying it's a bad thing, but you've you've kind of had like a solo artist mentality to it, where you when you would write it. Yeah, I mean, in a, in a way, because like I like I said, I've done a lot of electronic music production, and even when I was in like Adam's Last Dance or like other bands, I was literally writing all the guitar parts and drums on the computer and then like playing these songs for people and then they'd be like oh that's really cool like let's do this as a full band do you get do you get like so that putting that in perspective like do you you ever get a scenario where you'll take over someone's part and get backlash you know like you said like putting Um, putting in guitar parts because it sounds good to you but someone's like they want to change it or whatever. Yeah, or I mean, put their own flavor in on it. Yeah, you know? uh, I I was I don't know if you if you hang out with me a lot, you'd probably know that I'm a very like chill person. I'm not like super controlling, um, but yeah, certainly that would happen. You told me you wanted to be on this podcast. I felt a lot of control on your yeah, side. Yeah, no, I forced him into the this, doors actually. closed. I can't get out of here. There's a drum I made set him under do a curtain. This. There could be a body for free. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
but yeah so i you just fucking threw me off that's that what shit. i do that's the point of this podcast and don't get too serious about it just um, flow with it no yeah. we were, no we were talking about uh you know guitar parts and our people uh I've, I've always wanted people to have their own say because it's like it doesn't make sense for someone to come into a band and have no say at all and like not be able to put their own flair on it so i was always willing to like let people kind of tweak it a little bit but as long as like the riff wasn't fundamentally changed then yeah so um but that's now the cool thing now though is that i've i've gone more solo is that since you know we're talking about all these other people with all their shit and whatever Mm -hmm. and i have my own fucking problems or whatever but (laughs) um now it's like now i i just hold hold myself accountable and that's it because if if my art is not getting uh the success that i wanted to get i don't have anyone to blame but myself and so i i love that i that's amazing to me because now i know where i'm all my success and all my failures are it's less from. stress too because there could be that stress like i i have i don't think it's control anxiety but i like to be the one that's like if I'm doing something, like I want to be the one that's that's master. If something it. if something fucks up, I want to be able to be like, ah, it's my fault, you know. Yeah. So I would hate for it to be on someone else, and then it's like, shit, we're in this group together, right? And I have to look at you now. Yeah. You know, it's like I compare it to like the sports and like a whole team, the NFL kicker. Yeah. You work so hard, and like all the kicker does is kick the ball one last time, and he misses right. it, and you're like. We're a team, though. We got to be happy about it. No, it's him. It's right. him. You know, so like it's, I, yeah. feel, you, I feel you on that. Yeah, for But sure. I mean, do you, would you say it's less stressful for that reason? Yeah. Obviously, yeah, definitely. It, obviously it comes in with its own new stress. Right? I think it does. Yeah. It's a little more pressure on, focused on me, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't have, I don't have uh, other people's. Bullshit. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not trying to hate on anyone else. Like I said, I I definitely, um, you know, came in. I had a lot of issues, you know, coming into my bands, and and I'm sure that people fucking hated me at points, you know. So um, I realized that everyone has has those issues that they bring into a band, uh, but I feel I can deal with my own issues, you know. You can't change a redhead. If you have a redhead in your band, it's like you just got to deal with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right. Fucking redheads. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so so with what you're doing now, like, would you compare it to being like your best work so far? That's tough to say, but at the same time, do you uh, feel happier than having to? Yeah, I think it's I think it's the best stuff that I've done sound wise. Um, yeah, I think it's the most well produced, and and I've grown as a vocalist i've grown as a producer i think uh it's definitely the best stuff i've done because i'm 27 years old and if i wasn't getting better then it's not a good sign right someone's gonna tell you to stop now yeah <laughs> i mean it's do almost you, time do you, are you a for lifer do you see yourself like yeah i'll probably always do music for yeah. sure yeah yeah i think right now i'm making a big push to uh to make it successful and, and because i want i want to be I want to reach people and I think that I have a, a good message and I finally have kind of find, found my voice and uh, have a lot of stuff that I've overcame in my life and that I'd like to share with others. Um, so at this point I am making a big push to make it popular for that reason. Um, 
And I also just think a lot of people will vibe with my sound. I think there's a lot of people that really used to dig post-hardcore, emo, screamo type shit. And now they're like into electronic music. And I think that I think it'll just bring people joy for that reason, too. But uh, I think what you have like can turn into um, like a more interesting type of show because you have your EDM shows where people go and like. Let's be honest, everyone vibes to the songs, but they mainly like wait for that drop. I feel like with what you're doing, kind of it's it can it gives a common it can maybe bring two crowds together as a Yeah. Not saying that you ha- I haven't heard this in your songs yet, but who knows, maybe you'll start doing it. Or you can remix some songs where I'm saying is that like an EDM crowd can dig the, the vibe of the song. Yeah. But then your breakdown which EDM crowds are used to can be a little heavier, so you can bring yep. up this crowd, right? Yeah, and that's the goal, man. That's the you goal. think you can you can you'd be uh, want to bridge that gap? Oh, yeah, it'd be fun. Do you think you'd remix one of your songs like to be more EDMish? One of my songs to be more EDMish? I mean, they're already pretty EDM. No, no, I mean like like straight up like cutting up your vocals and just like yeah, I mean you know just, uh, you know what I think for that I think I would. I mean, I'm going to do more of these in the future. I did one before uh, remix contests um, or just collaborating with other artists, you know, so people that are very, very EDM type producers, you know, maybe I give them the stems and then they just have at it, you know, and make it very electronic sounding. That could be cool. Do you like EDM by itself? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Do I you mean, go that's, to like the show, like festivals and all that? Um, I don't go to festivals all the time. Like, uh, you know, I went to Lollapalooza. Um, I went to reaction, uh, so I, I do like that, but I'm not going every weekend. Um, I've just, I'm just too old for this shit. No, no, I got to take care of my body, take care of my mind and everything. I can't be going out and doing that stuff all the time, but yeah, it's cool. I got you. For sure. I've never been up. I feel like I've been to one close thing where a dude did like Coke off a key and he was looking at the stage, and, we, and there was like a thing. And then he turned around toward me because yeah. he was in the middle of the crowd. And he, he didn't look at me, but he just did coke off a key. And I'm like, <laughs> like the artist is judging you. Like why do I? Like why do I have to be the one? Maybe it was the the security at relatable, the, at the right? Rail. Yeah. Relatable, right? Coke? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, and, you know, and you know what that's called? It's called a key bump. Oh shit! See, you just, and it you just might not knowledge. have been coke. Could have been Molly or something. Who knows? True, but this was like. When Modest Yahoo was hot, okay. so I'm pretty sure it was Probably Coke. Coke. It was right. Coke. Now, cool. tell me about elements. Like, so why is every why the name, and why is every song song named after literally, you know? Okay, elements? so um, I'm curious. The last one, the last EP was self titled, so I'm like, all right, that's cool and all for starting, but I wanted a concept. Um, so I, with EDM and post hardcore. Um, and emo music, it's very emotional and very vibrant and, and kind of polarizing. And I just kind of went with that as, as my concept and it got me thinking, um, I actually had randomly, uh, so when I start songs and when I start projects, I'll ra- I'll name them random things. Okay. Uh, just so that I can I have something. Band does that. Balls one, balls right. two. Right. Yeah. And that's, so it used to be things like, yeah balls or I'm, whatever I'm saying that because that used to be tbr's right and that's what games. i did when i was younger but now it turns out it, it just i usually will kind of go with like i'll start the song then i'll kind of save it as whatever the vibe of the songs kind of sounds like so i think i had started with uh 
Vapor and Fire were already two tracks that I had named uh, just randomly. So then I kind of just rolled with the the elements theme. So um, I, I think some of them ended up getting renamed from their originals. Um, and not all of them are true elements, if you will. Um, but, you know, they're tied into that theme, at least. And I think people really connect with an, an overarching theme for for your visuals. Because now it's I'm realizing... It's not just about the music. It's about the whole brand. It's about the art. It's about the visuals. So, um, and I actually for the for the art, um, I had a concept in mind, and uh, I went to an artist. Her name's Jenna Sherman. Um, she's great, and I went to her with my concept, and uh, she was she tweaked it a little bit, and uh, that's how I got the album art is actually it's a custom painting and it's hanging on my wall right now it's pretty tweaky man because it, it's not like it's not it didn't look like you took a photo of the painting right right because so. it didn't look like it didn't look like a regular design that's what made yeah. it interesting like the colors pop but they pop in a way that only a painter and i was i was gonna yeah. ask that thank you for bringing that up because it, it, yeah it's unique it's cool. i love it dude it's yeah. it's great it doesn't really look very it doesn't look super realistic and clean and crisp like you know like a photoshopped kind of yes, like C- exactly cgi type image mm-hmm. that you see on modern stuff uh but i'm okay with it because it's like a real raw like painting yes because there's um, like there's true um what's the word i'm looking for true like finish on the strokes and like yeah you can see some of the brush strokes like, almost not in a bad way but like painting is unforgiving like yeah. you paint it's there well, yeah. Know? So that's what I've, I'm saying. Like in Photoshop, like you can just everything's like perfect, yeah. and it's just that you're, yeah. you described as raw, and I think that's a good a good thing right. to say. And um, especially with electronic music, it's so polished and clean and crisp that it's like, well, you need a little bit of realness, and um, so I think the painting kind of brings that out. And uh, I, I think it's really cool too because if you look closely at the album cover, you can kind of decipher each song name for something that you see in the picture. So if you look closely, there's smoke coming off of the rose uh, for vapor. There's fire. It's a burning rose. So there's fire, obviously. Um, The background is all black, gold, and blue for water, Vanta black, and gold. I don't think I'm missing anything, but I could be. I'm not here to judge you on it right now. Yeah. (laughs) Like, ah, you fucked up. You missed it. Cool. Good. What is a uh, fun fact? We just finished shooting Vapor, the video for Vapor. So by the time this comes out, hopefully Vapor, Vapor out. was shot today. What is Vapor about? What is the what's the story behind that? Um, all right. So Vapor. Um, it kind of a mist, a fine mist. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's kind of a the the song like lyrically, it's kind of a throwback to um, the transformation that I that I took. Um, during the first EP, um, it's it's mainly it's about re- kind of rediscovering yourself and um, not even really rediscovering yourself, but kind of breaking free from who you used to be. So I think a lot of people come in uh, to life or just to waking up every day and thinking, "I'm this person." I'm the, you, you label yourself, right? You think, "Okay, I'm a Jedi." 
that's great. I wish that <laughs> that's how I labeled myself. To work on it, man. Um, but no, you wake up every day and think, "All right, I'm Dave. I'm shy. I'm not smart. I'm this. I'm that. Right? I'm stupid. I'm ugly. Or maybe it's positive things. You're really hard on yourself. Yeah. Well, whatever. Sure. <laughs> just I'm just kidding. using those as examples. Uh, but you have this idea of yourself and who you are and how you have to be or how you think that you have to be. Um, so you're thinking that you have to be a certain way. And so you behave that way and you live your whole life like that. When in reality, I think the last line of the song, the last line of, of Vapor is you can make your old self a ghost. Um, so you could literally wake up tomorrow and be someone completely different. Change your whole personality it's up to you it's it's your mind you can transform it change it in any way that you want so you don't have to adhere to these standards that you've set for yourself so that's kind of what vapor is about um i mean there's a couple other lines um like how can you face your fears when you're fearing the mirror um another one and this one is kind of more personal uh, i don't know i'm sure some people will will fuck with it is is um i believe it's that's who i'll be just alone but not lonely um it's just talking about loneliness and and just kind of conquering that because that was a big thing for me was um being in relationship after relationship Uh, i've had a lot of long-term relationships but then going from one to another quickly um so the past few years i've been kind of on my own and uh, that's been, you know, really eye-opening for me, and so that's what that line is I is about. You. I got a, that that that's cool, man. Because I, I I got a bunch of friends who I've been in those situ- si- Jesus situations, uh, drugs. No, I've been in those <laughs> situations where uh, people, a friend of mine, will be in a relationship after relationship after relationship, yeah. and in between, he'll literally say like, "I need this time." But yeah. The problem is, it's tough because if you're, it's. I like to call it. Yes, everyone can change, like you were saying. Yeah. But there's people who just are comfortable with that stuff. So, I have a friend who's like I said, relationship, 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 yeah. and then he's like, oh, this is gonna be it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a break, and next right. thing you know, he. And that's what I kept telling myself. Yeah. But so I would you, just so fall had, into it. So you, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't stop it. I mean, you can, but you have to have a really strong soul about it. Like, yeah. You're a nice person, but I need to be single right now. That's, right. That's tough and to that's say. that's hard. Dude. Yeah. yeah. No, but like I said, he had that and <laughs> he didn't want it at all, like financially and all that stuff. Just got sucked right back into it. Yeah. Relationships suck, man. They're expensive. Yeah. Very expensive. Before we get off track, this has been just in the back of my mind. I wanted to give a shout out to the other people that did vocal features or that featured on yeah, the dude, EP. Yeah, just hogging up Hotly over here. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, Hotly and then uh, my brother. His name's Fiction, but he's actually... Uh, I won't speak to any more of that, but that's the last track that he's going to do is Fiction. Uh, Mike is Too Much, a, a buddy named Mike Gans. Um, and then I actually have two more people that are on the album that are not listed as features. Um, they were just kind of studio people, you know, sure. they're, they're good friends of mine, um, that helped, um, a, a gentleman named Barry Cabrera did guitar on water. Very questionable if he's a gentleman, but we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll trust your no, word. He's a good dude. <laughs> and then, uh, Max Carrillo, 
uh, he did guitar on Gold, and he actually wrote most of the guitar on Gold. Nice, um, nice. Everything except for the the chorus. Nice, so, man. Uh, shout out to those two dudes for for helping me out and being on the album. Hell yeah! Do you like it? You happy with what it turned out? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, uh, one other shout out, a uh, dude named Austin Hall, great producer. Uh, he did help me with like a little bit of sound design and a little bit of writing and stuff. So I uh, just want to give him a shout out too. Awesome. Well, and on a high note with all the, with all the shout outs, uh, Dave oh, yeah. Balance, Balance <laughs> Dave. Right. Is it a first name or a last name? <laughs> it's a middle name. All right. All right. Well, Dave, it's been awesome having you on here. Awesome chatting with you. Uh, you know, where can people check that stuff out? Uh, so my handle is Balance Music. With V's instead of A's. Don't you love saying that? Yeah. It's, it's, I've it's said imprinted it in you now. Uh, so check it out. Uh, just about every platform, Balance Music. Um, I'm going to have my website launched soon. Uh, so that's balancemusic.com. All right. With V's. With V's instead of A's. Um, and I'm on every major platform. Uh, anything that you can think of, I'm probably on probably on it so just look up my name and you'll find me awesome dude wish you all the best on that and uh we'll see some more of your work soon cool thank you for having me on man thanks for listening to pod monster if you like what you hear make sure to rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow me on twitter and instagram at d philip good with an e at the end see ya